This is the show where we pair the perfect beverage with the events in our lives. This is Let's Drink About It. Welcome to Let's Drink About It, a show where we proceed from the premise that every life event has a perfect cocktail to go with it. <laughs> We're recording at 9.30 a.m. in the morning. Yes. I'm your host, Benjamin R. Harrison. And I'm your other host, Chris Bowman. And our lovely and talented guest this week is Mike Sachs. The return. The return of the, of the hilarious Mike Sachs. Return. Here I am. Feels good. Yeah, I bet it does. <laughs> oh, man. When I walked in, a really cute pooch, um, pooch as in dog, not as in Benjamin, <laughs> greeted me. <laughs> With a little licky licky. <laughs> I thought that was about to be one of the nicest compliments anybody had paid me. Well, or maybe one of the worst. Yeah. Uh, but you got a sweet little dog here. Yeah, well, Darwin is well known to our listeners as the greatest enemy of the podcast because one time we were recording an episode in here and he physically chewed through my mic cable Oof. while we were... That's a critic for you, right? Yeah, yeah totally. right. Stop I mean, what you're boy. doing right now. Mm-hmm. It's like the time I walked out of Spider-Man 2. I was about... Oh, thank you. <laughs> I was about to be really jealous, Mike. Uh, ben told me to stop calling him Pooch a long time ago. Oh, no, you got to call me Pooch, Poochie, <laughs> Pouch. Yeah. <laughs> Slip. Here's a question. Why'd you walk into Spider-Man 2? <laughs> That's a great question. I think I was, uh, you know, like... 20 at the time and it seemed like all of the culture was telling me that this was a movie that i had to be very fluent weak in. so weak yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I learned a lot that day i'll put it that way what else just learning not to be suckered into the marketing <laughs> crap oh um, yeah, i can i, mean, I can, can one-up you there buddy i walked into spider-man 3 oh did you walk out no i sat through it all and i Jeez. was just cursing the whole time you know but uh, <laughs> What? I just, I never got that. I never, no. yeah. I was never a comic book guy. We, uh, we actually had a, a little clip from the Avengers at the end of our last show, uh, we which did. from our perspective came out like a couple hours ago, but from everybody listening's perspective was last week's episode. Yeah. Um, we, uh, I think it went well. We, we were comparing Chris to the Hulk, uh, although except for anxiety and rather than rage and, uh, <laughs> Anxiety rather than anger. Yeah. Then so it'd be a Jewish Hulk. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Like I, I think I've said it before, but I think in a, in a in another life I was Jewish because I identify so strongly with the feelings. Like I mean, Woody Allen was just a touchstone when I was. I'm like, oh my god, I, who is this guy? How does he know what's going on in my brain? <laughs> it's funny. I have a lot of Gentile friends, some of whom grew up deep south, who just. Saw Woody Allen and said, that is who I am. Yeah, you know, <laughs> The anxiety, the OCD, the depression, the hypochondria. I, w- yeah. I wonder if it's just that uh, the Gentiles learned to bury it deep and Woody Allen had perfected the art form of keeping it, you know, immediately under the surface. I don't know. Right, but I mean, my family kept it on the surface too and they weren't in movies. Right, <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> home movies. Right, right. Well, they left a lot of money on the table, I'll put it that way. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the last comic book I read, Last Character, and I, the only thing I can come up with was Little Lulu in about fifth or sixth grade. <laughs> oh my God, wow, that really? is... Richie Rich, maybe That's a Little deep cut. Lulu, Archie Comics. I yeah. was just not into that thing. I'm just totally out of the loop. Well, my father went to, uh, what is the high school that Archie goes to? Um, whatever that high school is, my dad went to around the same time as the author where where it was midwest 
uh, in uh, Riverdale, Riverdale Country School, up up uh, in the Bronx, I guess. So it took place in. He went. Archie was from New York. Yeah. And uh, where was Little Lulu from? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Has there been a movie, a Little Lulu movie yet? It's probably <laughs> in the works. Hollywood has dusted that off. Yeah. <laughs> what did your father say about the original Jughead? Did he know him? <laughs> I don't know. He knew all the like teachers that are are represented. That's, I had the, no idea in, in the comics. Are you serious? I always thought it was a Midwest thing, like Illinois or Iowa. Yeah, it kind of seems like that. I mean, I guess it's probably like, an, uh, you know, a unintegrated, lily white Gentile mm. like prep school so yeah moral equivalent of the midwest right this was not a multicultural high school we're talking this was <laughs> yeah. not the high school from fame <laughs> no. you know i saw something online uh, probably in the summertime uh, about a, a con- like a new comic book that was coming out and i liked the writer and i thought you know well, maybe i'll just pop into this comic book shop and see if they have it and uh and uh, you know so i've got one in my neighborhood so it was really easy and uh let me just tell you i'm glad i didn't um feel the same about, you know, let me talk to this drug dealer on the corner and see, cause it's like, it's the same. <laughs> I've been, I'm all the way in. I'm just, Oh yeah. yeah I talked to went the, down the rabbit hole. Yeah. I mean, and, and, uh, I, I'm, I'm loving it. Like it's a, it's a great time. There's some real art there, you know, like both writing and, and, uh, and illustration wise. And, and I don't know, it's like learning, learning about this stuff. Uh, maybe not at the most ideal time, you know, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's great. It's it's a well. It's at the at the most ideal time as far as great stuff being produced. I mean, I am into graphic novels. Yeah, Adrian Tomene. Yeah, and yeah. All those you other, just interviewed him know. recently, didn't you? Yeah, that was a disaster. What happened was oh, I no. was interviewing him live. Yeah, and uh, this has never happened before. And there was all of a sudden we were maybe five minutes into it, and a, you know, just a huge whooshing sound came through the air vents, uh, so loud <laughs> that um, we couldn't continue so we had to stop and I, I asked the person running I said what's going on so you're on stage in front of people yeah for this how yeah. many people are we talking mm, 60 <laughs> and um, she says I don't know I, I've never dealt with this before it turns out that the office above them was doing construction at eight o'clock at night <laughs> and they could not get them to stop so I we had to cancel the Q&A and I people were leaving and I said to Adrian just go over and sign books and sell them because otherwise you're not going to yeah, sell as many is, uh... So I never did get to ask oh, no. him the questions that I prepped for. Oh, uh, no, that's terrible. But hopefully we can do it Tweet him at him or something. Yeah, but that does, I don't know. I like, I like live one-on-one, yeah. how's your father questions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How's your relationship? Yeah. Um, well, uh, you couldn't tell from listening to it so far, but this is our haunted bar cart episode. Our, mm. our, our, spooky. Yeah. Our, uh, to put it in the friends of uh, the words of our friends over at the Flop House, the spookily scarifying episode that we do every year. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you're wondering why so, that Halloween music's been playing in the background for the last ten minutes. Oh, oh, has it? Thanks, Chris. Yeah. Now I have to go fucking look that <laughs> up and edit it in. Jeez. It's just the sound of a creaking door over and over again. I think. <laughs> just, just sure, it's not my stomach rumbling at night. Yeah, I'm away from drinking booze. <laughs> uh, well, um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so, uh, let's get into these, uh, these, uh, haunted and terrifying life events. What do you guys say? Yeah, let's do it. Chris, it's the last week of our contest. It certainly is. Uh, and 
you know, we've gotten a lot of new reviews on our iTunes uh, listing, which is the point of the contest. Yes. Trying to get lots of new reviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not close to our, we're still not close to our 100 reviews goal. We want to... We want to have a hundred five star reviews of our of our show in the American iTunes Store. We're at seventy seven right now, so oh boy, uh, we need twenty three of our listeners to step up to the plate and slug away on oh a review. I have a question for you. Yeah, if we do not reach our goal, does that mean the contest is null and void? I would say that not only is the contest null and void, but why would we even continue doing the podcast? That's a fair point, Ben. I mean, let's just shut it right down. Let's shut this mother down. Yeah, I've been looking for an excuse. So the, the rules are, uh, it's got to be a five-star review, and it's got to compare our show to a cocktail in a creative way. So if you, and, and it's open to people outside of the U.S. as well. Mm-hmm. Don't hesitate to write one for the U.K. store or the Canada store. Absolutely. Or whatever. You're totally eligible. Uh, compare our show to a cocktail in a creative and interesting way. Take a screenshot of it, send it in, mm-hmm. and the winner will get a custom cocktail invented by Chris and I, <laughs> named after them. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, I promise you one thing, it will not have hot dog water in it. <laughs> you know, I see Frank the Dork, I see PJ Cass, I see Benj P., uh, 1990. You guys are all tricky. things that are going to be tricky to name cocktails after. Yep. But yep. You're doing great work. Uh, keep it up. I mean, while well, you've done it, just sit back and relax. Everybody else, time to step up to the plate. Step up. Uh, let's get back to this amazing episode with Mike Sachs. Yes. Well, guys, I have in the last six months, I'm going to say, become deathly afraid of the dark really and i need a drink for that wow uh is that true yeah i can't really we'll, we'll get into I it can't, we'll get i can't i can't wait i almost can't wait to hear um i uh I, I said recently on an episode that uh i'm not a huge fan of halloween and that's not entirely true it depends on the year i think uh you know i sometimes like halloween but this year i'm fleeing the city i'm going i'm going to i'm going cottaging uh for halloween so mm, haunted uh, cottaging yeah i need a i need a drink for that i grew up in maryland and i grew up a lot around a lot of government workers most of whom um we members of the government employee insurance corporation that's right okay yeah i know i know What's where the, the story is going that? i think you do <laughs> um and uh, I went out trick-or-treating with friends, and we egged a house that we should not have. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. I can't this wait. This is great. Mike, uh, I, I was uh, really racking my brains, and then I realized you have to have an egg in your drink since you're... You know, you have to reap what you sowed. Okay. Um, I, I feared as much. Yeah. So this is a, a, a drink of my own devising. Uh, and since it's a Halloween episode, I'm calling it a trick or Negroni. <laughs> uh, it's a really creative t- <laughs> title. Uh, so it's an ounce of gin, an ounce of sweet vermouth, an ounce of Campari, or in this case, Gran Classico, and one large egg. So we're going to dry shake the ingredients uh, which means no ice for the first shake, and then add ice and shake it again vigorously, and fine strain it into an empty chilled rocks glass, and we're going to garnish with an orange peel. 
Okay, be a pussycat and don't put that egg in there because I'm sort of allergic. Oh, oh no! Shit. <laughs> oh no! Be All a right. pussycat. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> See, that's why I was throwing them and not eating them. Oh, okay. Shit. All right. Uh, well, uh, we'll, 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 I'll just make you a regular. How about a Cadbury egg? egg or, but, oh my God! For the fans, I'm going to upload a picture of my egg Negroni. So Ben, you're going to be drinking um, uh, a black martini. Uh, oh, Gross. Uh, yep. So it's uh, going to be two ounces of Blavod vodka. I mean, there's alternate versions of it. You can make your own black vodka, but this, uh, I sent you to buy a whole bottle of black vodka for some reason. I had no, I didn't know that existed. How, why is it black? I think the, the, I think this stuff has like carbon in it or something. That sounds healthy. Yeah. 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 Make it yourself is just put so much food coloring in that it turns black. Well, I think they, uh, they also, there's like the blue curacao, black raspberry liqueur thing. So it makes it kind sure. of like a dark, like a purple. Ear. Oh, I see. Like a deep purple. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, Blavod is the laziest contraction I've ever heard. Uh, yeah, totally. Yeah. It's boring. <laughs> I need to fall asleep halfway through. Blah. Yeah. Um, yep. Uh, you're going to do half an ounce of uh, dry vermouth, and uh, you're going to garnish with an orange twist, as you say, for the Halloween effect. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll do stirred nut chicken right. to uh, yeah. so, really stick it to James Bond. Yep, so stir with ice. Uh, Who had never been seen dead with a black martini. No, <laughs> I think a lot of people that drink martinis wouldn't be seen dead with a black martini. Uh, but it's festive, you know, so... It's almost like a green bagel at... Uh, yeah. St. Patty's Day sure. or something. Yeah, we, we had no, no. We had somebody a uh, bagel eater would eat a green bagel. Right. We had somebody suggest that's a goyish ass bagel. <laughs> I'll say. We had somebody um, suggest the other day at work that we uh, for Halloween dye our fried chicken black, and I thought mm, that's not the like. They, then they obviously it spirals into you should dye it red for Valentine's Day, and you know it's yeah. like, no, no, I don't think that that's right. It. Then it's pink for Secretary's Day. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be seen dead eating black fries. <laughs> well, how about the Burger King bun that was black? Was it Burger King. Yeah, yeah. And it's making everybody shit bright green. It's nuts. See, that's, I find that festa for St. Patrick's <laughs> yeah. Day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's really like you. You hope you can hold it until <laughs> just lay down a green load. Yeah, that's yeah. Irish. Uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't be seen dead taking a green shit. No. But I will be seen dead drinking a black martini. Oh, you're scary. <laughs> we should have the Crypt Keeper in here on uh, the next Halloween episode. Yeah, see if we can do... What's he doing these days? I met the guy that made the Crypt Keeper for uh, Bordello of Blood. Uh, I was doing, like, videos stuff for Engadget, and we went out to Hollywood and did an episode on, like, movie magic. And this guy had... He did, he did like all the special effects for face off and so he face had face off he had like a perfect naked uh uh Nick Cage oh, lying in like a in like a glass casket oh. and he could throw a switch and it would like breathe <coughs> in the face that would is amazing yes that he lives alone yeah <laughs> it's like a big business this is in his apartment. Yeah, he supplies like the cadavers to all those crime. Why shows. would you keep that? I, I stick no, that no no on no. The this curb. was in his like studio. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought you meant in his apartment. It's actually, it doubles no. as a coffee table. That'd be disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't set your drink right there. That's his crotch. Uh, <laughs> you're going to stir that with ice and strain into a chilled coop. Okay. Let's go make them, huh? Oh, wait. Yeah. I forgot to give you I'd yours. I'd love to get a drink. Uh, we pulled the we pulled yours out of a, out of a very recent show. Mm-hmm. One that we gave, uh, I think it was Rory for a listener. It request. was Rory, yeah. 
but we were kind of excited by this drink, so mm-hmm. I, I figured, why not make Chris drink it also? Uh, so this is a bloody orange cocktail. Ooh. Ounce of vodka, half an ounce of liqueur caronte tres. And what was that? Sorry? <laughs> uh, liquor 43. Okay. Uh, two ounces of orangina, three quarter ounces of raspberry syrup, and an orange wedge for garnish, and plastic syringes. I thought it was orangina. Orangina. <laughs> orangina. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is okay. So we've got a uh, only in Saskatchewan. Yeah. Um, oh man. I, I, okay. Canada so you're joke? going this early in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, so you're gonna fill these syringes with the raspberry syrup, and then you're gonna add the vodka liquor forty three to a shaker with ice. Shake until very cold, and uh, add the orangina and stir it to combine. Pour it into ice filled glasses. Garnish with the orange wedge and place the syringe in the drink. And, you know, you inject and then you get a cloud of red blood, bloody red blood. So good. And, uh, yeah, that's the bloody orange cocktail. All right. Let's go make them. Okay, so I'm now injecting my drink with blood. I mean, raspberry (laughs) syrup. And I am now raising my mysteriously colored glass. Cheers, gentlemen. Cheers. Looks good, my friend. Thank you. I was just... This tell- isn't as gross looking as I was worried it was going to be. That's really good. I was just telling Benjamin, I've never had a drink this early. I've had drinks very, very late, but not <laughs> quarter to ten. Yeah, no. Work. It's, uh, even when you suggested originally 11.30, I thought, well, that's. I think that might be... a. Maybe a first, but it has. If it's not first, it hasn't been done often. But nine thirty yeah. is most certainly a first. Yeah, well, that's good. You don't want it to be an ongoing habit of yours. No, Let, no, no. Let's just reflect on what lucky dudes we are to be able to goof off like this at nine thirty a.m. on a yeah, weekday. We are lucky. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, I feel blessed yeah. to be able to drink booze this early. Mm-hmm. Hashtag blessed. Um, Hashtag blessed. But if it, a if it becomes drink. a but if it becomes a regular thing, you might have a problem. No, you do have a problem. It's not a There's party no if mic. it happens every day. <laughs> yeah. Then uh, it becomes a burden. Right. Yeah. Um, well, they, uh, yeah, so the Blavod is not, like, completely black. It's got a little red to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's It weird. looks like Manischewitz. It's, like, it, deep purple. It does purple. look a little Manischewitz-y. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Your drink, the one you made for me, is absolutely delicious. Yeah, that, so that's a uh, Negroni with... Grand Classico instead of Campari, mm. which is the really good, uh, which is the non-food coloring uh, alternative to Campari. Are there bitters? Uh, Grand Classico is considered a bitter. Yeah. Um, what is a bitter? A bitter is just a l- liquor or liqueur that has a lot of bitter flavor in it. Um, it's usually like. Uh, macerated with roots and herbs and things that um or Is like orange pith or something. digestive uh yeah yeah that's i think the i think that they, they all grow out of the european tradition of treating all ailments with alcohol of different kinds good well if Smart. i'm gonna have a 9 30 a.m drink i'd rather it be a digestive yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's not a, it's not gonna pique your appetite it'll help yeah soothe my troubled mm-hmm. stomach mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um this um, this you know, the, I, I always say when a drink is really delicious, uh, you know, it's categorized as lethal. And uh, <laughs> like this is a lethal injection here, I guess. Hey. Uh, hey. But um, this is uh, very 
I mean, it's quite sweet. Uh, and to be honest, um, the syringe only took half an ounce of the raspberry syrup, not three quarters. So, oh boy, you got the wrong syringes, Chris. I know. You just have these lying around? No, it's funny because this I... Is a, he has another uh, heroin-based podcast. So. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. But um, I, I did discover that if you like walk in... Like real nice artisanal heroin stuff. You know, I, not did, I did discover if you walk into heroin. a, a yeah. drugstore here and you say, uh, do you carry uh, like you know the plunger part of the syringe? Uh, do you sell those? And, and uh, the pharmacist will ask, uh, how many did you need? And I was 1, like, oh, 000. well, it's actually for a Halloween thing. I don't really need them. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually discovered how to uh, get away with it. Uh, they just, she just gave them to me. I just, I didn't have to buy them. Wow. She handed them over the counter. Like, I said, I'm so happy to pay. you were full of crap. Yeah. I just yeah. felt sorry for yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Well, the other thing I thought of after we talked about how to, how to, how to source those, Chris, was you could probably go to like a methadone clinic or like some sort of harm reduction heroin place and be like, hey, I need clean needles. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I uh, probably just give them away, right? Yeah. I mean, I think that's. I, you I, don't want to take advantage of that that service your society well, offers? Well, I mean, I, I took advantage of something. You know, <laughs> I, I definitely took advantage. I, you know, that, that uh, you know, tugging at my collar. <laughs> Jeez, I, uh, <laughs> it's Halloween. <laughs> and like, you know. So it's yeah. perfect. I'm going to, every Halloween, I'm going to take up heroin. I just cool. hit the methadone clinics for the free stuff. Yeah, I yeah. think it's true. It's, it's great stuff. Ask them there. if they have candy, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Happy um, Halloween. Can I get a free syringe and some... And fucking, some sweets. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Chris, you're, 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 uh, you're bowing out of the festivities this year? Yeah. I, um, we kind of, the last time we talked about going to the cottage, I think we, we had such a good time, and... Uh, um, and then said, well, when can we possibly do this next? And we, but aren't there, don't you usually go with friends that have kids? No, Am I misremembering that. No, uh, no, I did go one time with my, my buddy, Jesse, who has two kids, but the last time I went, it was yeah. just four of us. And, uh, cause it sucks if, if you have kids to be like, Hey, we're not doing Halloween. This we're time. going to the cottage. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know, honestly, I, uh, my, one of my neighbors growing up, uh, did that. They just disappeared every Halloween and their house would be dark and, and like, yeah, we don't do Halloween. It's like, oh man, that sucks. You know, like, what was there a reason for that? Was it a religious? Uh, you know, they were like Jehovah Witnesses no, or something. I don't know. It was never clear. No, I, I don't think they were overly religious people. They, you know, their kids. That's just inviting to get your house hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, yeah. you're uh, gonna have a lot of uh, TP in your arbor. Yeah, it was. It, yeah, I, I never understood that going away for like, it's, yeah, especially if you have kids. But now, I mean, living in. Toronto, if you, especially when Halloween happens on a weekend, uh, you yeah. can't go anywhere. You can't do anything, and and that's fine. I don't. I don't usually. If I'm not working, I usually just take it easy. But uh, how crazy does Toronto get with Halloween? Uh, I mean, I really don't have much to compare it to because I don't think I've been many many other cities over Halloween. But uh, well, I'll give you. I'll give you just like an anecdote. Yeah. Um, when I first moved to New York, I was you know like a freshman in film school and I was crewing on somebody's uh, junior or senior film uh, on Halloween night. And so we were like taking equipment back and forth across town in taxi cabs. Mm -hmm. And the taxi cabs are like targets in certain neighborhoods where they'll just get pelted with eggs driving oh, down man. First Avenue. They don't have enough problems. To <laughs> <drive>. <laughs> and, and, and like they were, they were all in like, 
just just like completely head on a swivel, like driving serpentine every time they saw a kid that they thought might be up to no good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's still like that. You know so what much though? If you're a cab driver, take the night off. Yeah, take the yeah, night really. off. Treat you yourself. Need, you don't need that. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it New, York, it, New York gets crazy. New York gets pr- pretty. Pretty crazy, I would say. I don't know if... I mean, it's uh, not like Chicago or Detroit, where it's like... Right. What is that night before Halloween? Yeah, the Devil's like, Night. It burn everything down. Yeah. Night. We, we call it the Devil's Night. Is that the same everywhere, or is that... Yes, yeah, yeah, okay. Night. We don't have that here in New York, I don't think. Um, well, I, yeah, it's, it, it does get kind of wild, but I mean, uh, on a weekend, it's no more wild than... I mean, I think people in costumes just feel like they have extra license to be shit disturbers because they you know uh-huh. they're unrecognizable so right um, yeah. uh so they maybe tear up three or four potted plants and throw them in the middle of the road rather than uh you know <laughs> or what or they just destroy a neighborhood they just i'm a sexy vandal yeah exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah and i mean so we're gonna you know we're gonna do a couple of halloweeny things up there i don't think we're getting dressed up but uh for for sure, I'm bringing up this drink, uh, and uh, hey, that ice sounds good on. Mike. I love it. I love it. Listen to this. Oh yeah, is that the sphere? That's a big cube, yeah, right? Big old smack down. Big old hunk of ice. Damn, son. Um, you know, but uh, to... a lot of people say it's not the size. I disagree. Oh, it's the size. <laughs> it's, it's, it's totally the size. I'm a total size queen when it comes to ice. I think it's, it's the size and how size. you use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the motion of the ocean. Yeah, exactly. All that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got a good motion there. Yeah. Well, let, listen to this motion. So, you know, yeah. To me, I think it's all in the wrist. Right, Mike? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm using my whole arm for this. <laughs> Ladies love big ice. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. 10 a.m. <laughs> um, but this, uh, this drink is, uh, it starts sweet, it ends sweeter. So hopefully the weekend goes. Yeah, the same. yeah, that's got a lot of wow. Uh, that's rare, isn't sugary it? ingredients in it. Well, I'm it's not a it's, sweet I, guy. I know. Yeah, I. I uh, yeah, I mean, we tend to stay away from like overly sweet drinks on this show. I would yeah, say. Yeah. But um, you I, know, it's Halloween. Let's have some fun. Totally. Let's let our hair down. Hey, yeah, for sure. I uh, yeah. I, I was. Sweet drinks are always reminding me of like a chocolatini off of uh, you know at the TGIFs off of I two seventy. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> and and so many of the. Like like such a high proportion of the Halloween drinks that we can look sure. up are just like, you know, put a bunch of like raspberry syrup in the bottom of a glass mm-hmm. to look like veins and then fill it up with something green. Yeah. And it'll look like a green eyeball with veins. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not into that. No. no Too yeah. gross. Yeah. <laughs> Too sweet. I don't, I also, uh, you know, when we were giving Rory suggestions for his, uh, his Halloween party. Uh, one of them was, you know, like that alien brain shot or whatever they call it. You know, it's like zombie yeah. brain or whatever. And those, yeah, stu- are primarily they, you know, meant to look cool, not taste good. Yeah, I mean, you get like things like cement mixers and you know, they're just disgusting, like congealed, curdled yeah. something or other. You know, two things that shouldn't <laughs> go together just because it looks like a brain. And then you, you know, you, <laughs> it's disgusting. It's just so gross. Yeah, if the drink turns out well, it's not going to look like brain. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> one of the you. main rules of thumb. I think that's like in the PDT cocktail mm-hmm. book. Yeah, that, uh, rule number one. Pretty early on. <laughs> I'm kind of zooming through this drink right yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. Mine's gone. Mine's gone. Um, well, my my black martini is is giving me chills because it reminds me of my apartment when the lights go out. What oh, can we geez. talk about? Your being uh, afraid of the dark. This is a new thing. A totally new phenomenon. When did this happen? Like, I'm. I kind of think it's like within 
the last six months, maybe since I moved to this apartment, but yeah, like, I mean, like multiple Are you half a man? What's going on with you, Benjamin? I don't know. (laughs) It's it's the weirdest thing. Like multiple times a month now, I will be, you know, reading my book in bed at night. All the lights are off and I will like hear something creak and I will have, I will go into like full, like defend the homestead mode. I've got the Louisville slugger next to my bed and I like, I'll like get it and like go out to so the, is, to the bedroom door. And are, like are you peek. alone? No, I have a wife and a dog. Like, and the dog would make noise if somebody came in. So what is going on like, with you? I don't know. It's the weirdest thing. I, I cannot so convince myself in, some nights that there isn't a home invasion afoot. And okay, so it's about home invasion. And I also don't live in of, like a dangerous neighborhood. Like it's not really something that people. No one's coming have up here. to the third floor on this street no. to do any harm to anyone, especially I, I, you. I will put it. I will put it this way, and this will mean, be very meaningful to Mike and anyone else who lives in New York. Uh, maybe less so to people who live outside of New York. But I live in a neighborhood where if UPS <laughs> has a package and they can't get into the building, they will leave it outside the building. Right. Yeah. And it will be okay to New York is filled with really nice people. Yeah. It really is. So, so I, I mean, wouldn't you're just... be worried about anyone coming up. And what, what are you worried about? Someone just come up and like tickling you or something? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I think this probably stems back, Ben. It stems back to, you know, a couple months ago when you you know, left the door open or whatever it was you did, right? It has to. Uh, like where you, you're like, you weren't convinced that you were, you were alone. You're like, I don't remember leaving the door open. You know, how did... Oh, yeah, you know? yeah. That was a... So maybe it's some sort of like deep subconscious thing. Were like, you scared of being alone and being in the dark when you were a kid? I don't think I was. And that's the thing that's really... Because I was. Uh, yeah, I was too. I mean, when I was left alone, we I don't were in the remember suburbs. that as being like one of my main fears. I'll put it that way. Like when you're a kid left alone in a house, even though that you have locks and the alarm and all that, right? There's always noises that you're going to hear. Yeah, yeah, and you know, especially in the basement. But in this, it's just like a what a fifteen hundred square foot apartment. That's very generous. <laughs> all right, fourteen hundred square foot. <laughs> there's really. Can I just? Can I can I pamper you here by saying no no one's going to hurt Benjamin? Thank you. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not worried about my harm coming to myself. I I think of myself as defending my wife and my dog, but is your wife nervous by these noises? No, she's just she's just asleep or watching reruns of uh 30 Rock on her iPad or something. And it's up to you to defend the homestead. I've I have I, nobody has asked me to do that. I, I would say I've, I've I put that responsibility on myself. All right. Well, I gotta say before something goes horribly, or put down the bat. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. Relax. Put your arm around your wife. Watch some Thirty Rock. Yeah. yeah Drink some black vodka. Yeah. Sound advice. Sound advice. Because quite frankly, this dog. He's, he's, he's a vicious, a, he's a he's vicious mother. Yeah. I mean, when I walked in, I was like, what is that? Is that, yeah. a, is that some sort of creature? That's I mean, a monster. Yeah. <laughs> and the cage that we keep him in is essentially no, no better than an amalgam of coat hangers. So if, if he really wanted out, he would. Oh, he'd get out. <laughs> yeah. But look at this dog right now. He's just sleeping in the sun. Yeah. His paws off. He's a sweetheart. He's not going to hurt anyone, but he will bark. He would bark, yeah. So let me put your mind at ease and just say you're okay, Benjamin. Yeah. I was, I was really hoping that it was like, you know, you read a scary novel or something and then, you know, it triggered something like, well, maybe ghosts are yeah, real. No I don't tra- think I would read a scary novel. It would probably be too scary for me. 
You don't, so you don't watch scary movies either? Well, no, I watch scary movies. I, I think that that's like the thing that's really like baffling about it to me is that like I can't bring reason to bear on it. it like I'm a pretty rational dude, and yeah, uh, and you know many of the many of the problems in my life I can kind of muddle through with uh, just thinking through them. Have and, you um, sought therapy for this? I haven't. It's kind of a new thing, so hmm. I've been keeping, you know, like with all things that you have to go to therapy for, keeping my fingers crossed that it'll just go away. Is that a yeah, funny just how? Add to, just add it to the list of uh, shit you need to get worked out through therapy, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. Put it on the, uh, the, uh, is there drive through therapy? You can just drive through therapy. I just like drive through uh, and say, "Listen, I'm scared of the dark." And 15 minutes later, they'll have figured it out. Yeah, like trademark that shit right now, Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're. <laughs> but here's the thing: like, your relationship with your father is. Uh... You know what's interesting? I have a six and a half year old, and a lot of stories now, books, and her the movie she walks, Clifford the Big Dog, Curious mm-hmm. George. They all have to do with not being afraid of the dark. Really. And. What you don't see in the dark is the same that you would see in the light. So there's nothing out there that's going to hurt you. Right. Do I have to talk yeah. to you like a six-year-old? I'm <laughs> helping. I mean, <laughs> that's, I, I mean here's, here's something. I, as a grown man, saw the first um, Paranormal Activity film uh, with a... I, I can't remember if we've talked about this, but it was a packed theater. One of the most fun experiences I've ever had. Really? And yeah, it was... That's how you so see a horror fun. movie. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and people are screaming and laughing and like just having a good time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, there, I was sat next to a total stranger and... We both fucking, sc- I was with four friends, okay? They're all to my right, and this stranger's to my left, and she screamed and mm. grabbed my arm, oh. and then I screamed, wow. and we, look, we looked at each other, and we just started laughing, and it was happening all over the theater. It's so primeval, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, man, it was just, you know, and someone's like, you know, probably 10 minutes from the end, screams, why am I doing this? <laughs> <laughs> and then the whole theater erupts in laughter. That's and- hilarious. It's like a good stink. You just want to do it, even though you don't <laughs> yeah. want to do it. Um but saw, you know, I came. I, I came home film. that night. Okay. I just, just quick to finish. I just came home. I came home that night, and we were the four of us were fucking terrified. We're like, oh man, like just nerves were frayed, you know. Yeah. And uh, I come home. Uh, we were like, okay, we got to get a beer. But first, I got to go home and relieve myself, you know. <laughs> and so I walk upstairs in the complete dark, and then, uh, you know. Uh, opposite to what you're saying, Mike, I thought there was a bunch of stuff in the mm-hmm. dark. And, uh, <laughs> well, know, everyone does. Just, everyone does. Yeah. My mind is just going crazy, and I'm like, yeah. my 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 senses are heightened, and and uh, I'm you know, oh god, you, you can do this. You're a grown man. Just get to the bathroom. Just get to the bathroom, and you know, flick the light switch, and oh, I made it. And, and, and you know, we we just talked for like 45 minutes about how incredibly effective that movie was. Um, it's probably similar to, you know, the Blair Witch when it first kind of came out, kind of thing. That was shot right near where I grew up. Oh, really? really? In Maryland. Yeah. What's funny yeah. is I, I'm familiar with those woods, and I know that if you go in those woods, you look anywhere, you're going to see cars zooming by. So <laughs> the fact they got lost for, what, was it a week? That's funny. <laughs> it, was, it was ridiculous. So I went to see that movie <laughs> in Maryland, and there was a TV uh, crew outside waiting to ask the locals what they thought of the movie. <laughs> and I would love to see this footage because I came out... And at that time, I was in my fat Elvis period, I, where I wasn't living <laughs> in the apartment, very reclusive, and I hadn't talked to anyone for months, and I came out, and you can see my, the fear in my eyes that I'm talking to another human being with a camera on me, <laughs> and I'm a bumbling and a stumbling and a jumbling, I don't know what I was saying. Oh, man. And the guy actually laughed. He said, okay, thank you. 
Thanks, Fat That'll Elvis. That'll never make the uh, the final cut. Now, the Fat oh, Elvis man. period, analogous to like Picasso's blue period. Well, I never made any money off my Fat Elvis period. I was I was quite I wasn't overweight, but I you know I had some um, eating issues. I like to eat, and um, I didn't drink then, which is good because I would have died. I think <laughs> I just watched a lot of movies and um, was very reclusive. Watch a ton of TV. I don't watch anything now. I'm almost yeah. like a monk now. I just read and write. Um, but yeah, that was a very bad period after yeah, oh college, God. uh, in New Orleans, then in Maryland. My, uh, my Blair Witch memory is when, uh, that movie came out, I went to summer camp that year and took Perfect. scuba video class. What wow. camp was this? It was a, uh, it was a, it's called Sea Camp. It's on Catalina Island. Like and, space camp, but in the water. Yeah, it's basically space camp, but in the water. You like learn to sail. That's and, amazing. Yeah, it was a really cool camp. You, there's like a marine biology program. God, that uh, wasn't my camp. And no. uh, I was in scuba video class, and I shot a a parody of Blair Witch Project in a kelp forest. Good God, what kind wow. of this is this is like the rich camp in meatballs. <laughs> I think my camp was uh, beg to go home camp. No kidding, man. <laughs> yeah, just miss home all the whole weekend. Just hanging out in the arts and crafts cabin camp yeah. that was my camp it was a uh, it was a real weird cultural experience for me because like my family is definitely not um super well off uh my parents both my mom's a teacher my dad works for the city like it wasn't like it was like i guess probably kind of an extravagant camp for them to send me to but it wasn't good for them that's but it was amazing like, you know something they were willing to do and uh the kids at the camp were all from southern california and seemed to be very wealthy yeah, and yeah. like the like there were so many like cultural cues that i was completely missing about these kids because i just had wow. no idea like what i was dealing with that's like, a good lesson to deal with people you wouldn't have normally come into contact with yeah they didn't seem to care about the marine biology part which was like one of the main reasons i was excited about going to the camp what a little dork you were i yeah. love it yeah, yeah. Who grew up into a big dork. Am I right, Ben? Yeah. So what were Canadian camps like, Chris? What were they summer camps? Well, I didn't go to a bunch. I mean, I, I, like I said, my camps were, you know, four-day camps or whatever. You know, it wasn't even <laughs> like, it wasn't even like a, they exist. I just, the idea of going, like the idea of leaving home as a child was terrifying to me. Like, I mean, I loved leaving home if I, if I knew I could go back whenever I wanted. <laughs> but like, right, yeah. you know, uh, if, if I, even going to someone's house for dinner was like, what are they going to serve me? I mean, what if I don't like it? I mean, what if, what do I do? You know what uh, I mean? I was, was totally like, the same way. Yeah. It was like, a loss I, of control. Yeah. Totally. Exactly. So I sit down, you know, at a dinner table and then something drops on my plate that I'm like, I've never had this. What, what do I do with this? How do you eat it? You know? So, you know, the, the, one camp that I went to, I remember um, there was a huge uh, kind of tent, like, I mean, a massive, massive uh, covered area where we all sat around fires, like there's multiple fires, and uh, it was pissing rain, and <laughs> it just was like the most miserable setting, and I just, all I could think about was like, why am I not at home right now? Like, what am I doing in the mud, you know, and cold? Yeah. And I just couldn't think. Stop thinking about home. Where no, was, no was, Navy SEAL were you. <laughs> uh, let me tell you, I was not shooting any kind of underwater video at any point. Yeah, uh, I never liked now. discomfort either. I never got it into. I'm never the camping type of dude. Yeah. No, I always was like I was a. That's I was why. A Cub that's Scout. why you weren't going toe to toe with uh, with terrorists in Fallujah. No, I was at home reading my books, my stories <laughs> on the couch. 
Yeah. Uh, I just watched the uh, the American Sniper last night on HBO. What do you think of that? Uh, problematic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I like the the opening scene of that movie is him trying to decide whether or not to shoot a mom and her child. Yeah. Wow. And uh, that did go on though. Yeah. That did go on. And it just like I, I didn't mind that as much as the American patriotism BS. Yeah. Well. It was, uh, yeah, I mean, like, there's, boy, <laughs> very problematic film. That was, uh, was that, um, who was the director again? Clint Eastwood. Oh, it was? Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, that's, that's brutal. Yeah. I mean, All right. I think we've, uh, we've, we've tarried too long here. Let's hear about throwing eggs at a house you should not have. Okay. So. It's a uh, bold move if you're allergic to eggs. Right. You, you can't sl- <laughs> It's like a grenade. If that goes off in your hand, you're dead. <laughs> so I grew up in the D.C. area, Maryland, Northern Virginia, and I would, a lot of um, uh, government-type workers, lobbyists, mm-hmm. um, executives. That you're sort Sandra's of Day O'Connor. You're... Well, the, the, the interesting thing about D.C. is if you knew what someone did, they weren't important. It was those whose work you, that you had no idea what they did. You didn't even know they were in government yeah. who were the important ones. So I was too young to know that at the time. I was 14. <laughs> and I went out with some friends. I, I, you know, I was thinking about Hall- Halloween memories. I have three. But um, this one was the one that took place when I was the oldest. I should have known better. I was 14 <laughs> going on 15. So I uh, went out with some friends, and we were egging houses. And we came upon a house near where I lived that I had never seen the person. It was always dark. It yeah. was you know, lights weren't on. I knew someone lived in there, didn't know what they did in there. I didn't know if they were into, you know, in the computer field. I know, right. you know, no one knew what they did. So they could work for Raytheon. They could work for anything. They could be KGB as far right. as I know. So we were walking around. My friends wanted to throw eggs at this specific house. Yeah. And this is towards the end of the night. And I said, you know what? I don't know about this house because it was almost too easy. The lights were off. No one conceivably was home. Uh, it was almost too easy a target. Plus, the, the house kind of scared me. I never saw any life. It was like a dead house. Right. So, but they insisted. It somehow forbids hooliganism. Like, if you know from who's there, somehow it's easier to be horrible to those people. Well, exactly. I mean, if you know it's a, if it's a single older woman, they're not going to chase you. Right. I didn't know what was the potential for this. Right. Repercussions. <laughs> yeah, they could they could let loose the hounds. But when, you know. But when you're 14, you you don't you know your friends want to throw an egg at a house, you want to be cool. So we we stood in front of this house and we we were throwing we threw eggs at it, and immediately the lights went on, uh, the outside lights, Ooh. and the indoor lights, and we looked at each other stunned. And at that point, a black SUV drove up to us what? behind us. And it was um, a guy in a, in a, you know, a clean cut guy with a suit. And he pulled up and said, what are you doing? And we said, we're, we're you know, throwing eggs. He says, why are you doing that? I said, I don't know. I, I, I live down the street. He goes, do you think this is a wise choice? I said, no, I don't. I don't think this is a wise choice. <laughs> That's not really like what we were considering going in, this being Halloween. Right. The wisdom of throwing these eggs. <laughs> so he said, get in the car. Whoa. Oh, yeah. So whoa. me and three of my friends got in this black SUV. First mistake. And he said, tell me where you live. Second mistake, really. And my friend said, I live on such and such street. He goes, okay. Then he, he drove tr- you to Area 51? Yes. 
<laughs> and the um, the aliens did stuff to us. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then we got in the car, and he drove each of us home, and he walked each of us up to the door and and talked to each of the parents that that came to the door. Oh wow! Told them what happened. Would this was this did this guy have like a kind of a military bearing or was yes he, he did more like business guy no it was total military and like you could sense that in DC yeah so he dropped me off in my <laughs> he dropped me off in my house and my mom opened the door and she looked out and like she was like what the hell have you gotten yourself <laughs> into and he told her and I came in and he left. And I said, she, she pulled me aside. She said, do you know who that was who lives at that house? And I said, no. And she told me who it was. I'm not going to say the name. Very, very high up CIA. Whoa. What? And it turns out that he would have uh, SUVs around his house. He also had cameras yeah. that were in fake bird houses. <laughs> oh, my God. At straight at their house. So the whole neighborhood knew. I didn't know for some reason. Right. Well, that's the thing about the CIA, right? It's like, it's, it's like, uh, it's, it's the it's, shop. Every, you don't know what it is. All the adults are like, no, that guy. But as kids, like we didn't even know, yeah. but this guy, you would know the name. He was way up there wow. and oh he God. lived, you know, right down the street from us. I had no idea. I thought he was in computers. I didn't know what he was into. Yeah. But it so was. You, it you was, never. You never thought to. Ask turns out mom, the like, CIA not so into computers. Well, here's the worst the, thing. Uh, here's the worst thing. Getting his AOL account hacked. My parents knew his parents. His parents lived in the house before he moved in, and his wife had babysat me when I was a kid. So I was totally out wow. of the loop. I, had, I didn't even remember that. Jeez. Wow. So this is a house we totally avoided for the rest of Halloween, for the rest of anything. We just wow. skirted by Crossed this house. the other side of the street. This was a dangerous house. Yeah. And it, th- at that point afterwards, I always noticed black SUVs yeah. around the house, yeah. which I, I had never, never been, seen before. I'm never going to look at birdhouses the same. I know that. No. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, Let me give a little bit of the clink clink. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We have a uh, uh, kind of a distant cousin of mine who um, would always have like his, his, uh, his Christmas card would be like him on a horseback, on horseback in like the Afghan desert, like in 2000. The shop. You know, and he'd be like, uh, why were you there? And uh, and then his, he wasn't there. Did he say he was an import exporter? That's always the big. Uh, I think he just was just would be kind of vague about what line he was in. We visited them one time in Durango, Colorado, and they were uh, he and his wife were getting ready for a Mount Everest ascent. Oh my God, that sucks. I, I w- you know, for vacation, <laughs> my perfect vacation is just lying on the couch, <laughs> listening to my tunes, reading my stories, yeah. just relaxing. At sea level. Oh, not man. even. Well, yeah. like, what do I need it for? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what do I need to go so high for? Yeah, that, uh, there's a movie coming out with the uh, premise of a bunch of guys scaling Mount Everest. And I was just I was watching I the out. trailer in, in the theater with, with my wife, just going, just making the jerk off motion. She's like, what? What? And I was like, Fuck those guys. Yeah, fuck. Who they the have hell are they? Themselves, so <laughs> why were you masturbating in the theater? Uh, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm kind of uh, Everest, a cosplay as Paul Rubens. I don't know. Oh, okay. Everest yeah. really yeah. gets his motor going, you know? <laughs> yeah. Keeps his motor clean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have other Halloween stories, but that was the one that I just sort of thought would be the, the best fit. Okay, pretty spooky in two uh, different ways. Let's, yeah. uh, you know, Mike, let's have one little bonus story. Give me a bonus story. 
Okay, here's another one. Um, <laughs> I was younger than that, 12 or 13. We were running around doing, you know, the 12 and 13-year-old boy stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, throwing stuff at the girls because we were scared of them. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, doing silly stuff. So we were. I was in my friend's neighborhood this year. And we would ring the doorbells, run away, do this, do that. So we, we were just like at the peak of our... Um, a craziness in the night. We're just like, you know, we were like feral. Like we were just doing anything. And we, <laughs> we rang this one doorbell and the door opened and we just stopped. And like all the energy drained out of us. It was um, a very, very old man. He must've been in his nineties and he was, he shuffled to the door and he opened it and he had one little costume on. It was a, it was a, it was the headband with the springy eyes that come out of the <laughs> yeah, top. Yeah. <laughs> and he didn't even like know where he was. And and all of a sudden we became like little British school kids, so respectful. Like, Hello, sir. May, may we we have some candy, Can we please? Have some Werther's originals. <laughs> and his and his. I guess it was his daughter who came up and said, "Dad, these are some more trick or treaters." And we, we, it almost, it was like seeing our future. It was a very, I will never forget that feeling. It's, oh my God. Like, it is time to stop being an ass tonight. Yeah. Like, and then the next put, year, you were dusting off the, the next year. Of eggs. Right. So then, even <laughs> as a 14 going to 15 year old, I was the dickhead throwing eggs at houses. Yeah. <laughs> now, as a homeowner myself now, if someone did that to me, I, and it has happened recently. Yeah. And I've just like, I'm out there with my BB gun, like, get back here, you little motherfucker. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> you little bastard. You horrible little person. Yeah. But at that time, it's just like the height of suburban um, badness. It's like yeah. throw an egg at a house. You right. know, would, that's, you, that's, would, I would, would you ever egg, um, you know, not during Halloween season? No, but I, we did um, Sorry. TP a house once, and that went disastrously. That was even later. I was like, I had my license that I was 16. And um, we, we TP, you know what TP means uh, yeah. up in Canada? Yep. Yeah, yes. All right, so... They um, call it serviettes up there. Yeah. <laughs> With gravy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's a mix between poutine and toilet paper, yeah. Yeah. Disgusting. So we, we, we toilet papered this house, and we all ran, and we got back in my car, and then someone said... Eric's still back at the house. Oh. And it was like we had left a, a, a comrade yeah, back in, in the down. field. Don't leave a man in. So I like thought, we were saying, what should we do? What should we do? And no one wanted to go back. And I thought, I'm not going to leave him there. So I drove back. And as I did so, he's standing on the lawn talking to our friend's father who's, who owns the house. <laughs> oh, my God. And the friend's father you, you was out there. your friend's place? That's amazing. Yeah. And his, the, our friend's father was out there with a T-shirt and a boxer underwear. And he was furious. And he was yelling at my friend, and he started yelling at me. He said, what are you doing? Are you drunk? It's like, no, I don't drink. <laughs> then, he, then he says, this is what I want you to do. Pop that trunk, get rid of this toilet paper, and get the hell out of here. Whoa. So for the next half hour, we, as the, the idiots who had TP'd this house, were the ones so who were cool. now in charge of getting rid of all the TP. Oh, which is, the, which is why it's such a diabolical prank. And there was a lot of TP, because one of our friend's father's owned a bathroom supply <laughs> company so we had so all the tp and shaving cream that we want <laughs> yeah and i yeah. i uh i egged a math teacher like well i and my friends egged a math teacher's house once <laughs> and uh because uh, she was just like the worst person on earth but her husband was a uh, geography teacher and he was the best person on earth and um 
So we're just egging this house. Mm. And Opposites who op- attract. Yeah. Who opens the door but the husband? And we're just like, oh, oh. bummer. Like we just, <laughs> so in our eyes, we're egging his house, not her house. And, yeah. you know, we, uh, I mean, we promptly ran. We didn't get caught. But, uh, you know, for a split second, it felt real good to egg somebody's house. And then, um, and then it didn't feel so good. So Well, so- recently for senior uh, prank time, this was last year, I egged my 95-year-old former high school principal's <laughs> house. Really? And he didn't know who I was or where he was. Yeah, yeah. That's the perfect crime. Yeah, hold, I got away with that scot free. Hold on to that revenge. Yeah. Just long enough that uh, mm-hmm. you'll never be suspected. Maybe I'll just re- yeah revisit the house. I don't even know if they still live there, but I'll just go back to my old neighborhood and just egg the house. Just you know, take it out on the house itself rather than yeah, limp up on bad knees, throw it, and then <laughs> yeah. limp back to your car and, run. <laughs> yeah. and pedal oh, away man. on my bike. High school omerta. I like that. get a a halloween call this week and i we have a call but i, I kind of want to save it for a non-theme who's called this isn't live is it you no know, people people leave us voicemails with life events and we pair oh come on let's do a call okay i'll sing while you get it ready <laughs> hold music it's, it's super freaky <laughs> Ooh, it's, I, it's it, just running chills down my spine it's my... super cheesy <laughs> it's super beaty hey guys um, many years ago, I was rather on a lark given a pair of bright red Dickies pants, which have uh, come out only on special occasions for All me, right. but I recently decided this is a pretty Halloween-y they are just going into regular rotation in my wardrobe. Nice. And nice. I need a cocktail to go with my... But he just My asleep. ongoing fashion mistake. <laughs> Gutsy call. Amazing. Gutsy. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that d- does... Rise. Was that you and just a different, higher voice? <laughs> a yeah, pitch I, I modulated it. Put shift. a compression filter on. Uh, I, have a, I have a pair of Nantucket reds. Um, they're not bright red. They're what like, does that mean, Ben? That's a, type of, uh, that's a type of pant that you might wear on Martha's Vineyard or Nantucket. Okay. Uh, the, I, I the know traditional, that this... The traditional pant of... Uh, Rich white guys on Nantucket. <laughs> I love that. I love that you have those. And uh, I, there's also a Tumblr. I think with, I mean, it maybe doesn't exist anymore, but it's. Uh, I think it's just a. Uh, uh, I wear redpants.com or something like that, and it's just all pictures of people in red pants. And, oh, uh, I know a lot of people who who wore red. Yeah, I think it's I, more of a southern thing too. Yeah. yeah, I never, I don't know anyone that wears red pants. I mean, maybe. Well, you can't in Canada. We know that. Yeah, it's 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 like a, a faux pas. It's like you're you're wearing the colors of your flag. You know what I mean? No one wears red, white, and blue down there. Am I right? No. Just hey, can we talk about how hot that new Trudeau guy is? All the women at my work oh, are yeah, loving the, this guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's he's a buff PM dude. He's a buff dude with luscious locks and uh, young young guy. Wanna, yeah, just want to run their fingers through his hair. I hope it does um, mean that uh, the elections down here will will run towards the less conservative. I love the fact that Canadians got rid of the bamboozlers up there, the idiots, conservatives. Yeah, I mean, I think I think that. Um, you're just like half of our listeners are going to tune, tune out care. now, Mike. I mean, I don't care. We 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 pride ourselves on appealing to a broad. You're like Jay spectrum. Leno. <laughs> half my family, actually three quarters, are conservatives. So really? if they're listening, that must they're be, gonna a, be upset. a pretty wild uh, Thanksgiving table. It's a very angry table. Oh, man. Conservatives are very angry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. One was blaming her the fact that her um, dryer 
her washing machine dryer wasn't working. She blamed that on Obama, literally, because of the uh, what he was doing with government <laughs> regulations. I mean, it's, it's a real stretch. I, I yeah. mean, I love I, those stretch. Uh, those examples of stretching the blame to Obama are probably my favorite thing of the last six months. Just, you know, like if they're serious, you know, the joke ones are, I guess, funny. But yeah, that's these aren't jokes. No, that's ridiculous. He's the devil. Yeah, he is in their eyes. Uh, Um, Well, uh, Ivan, um, since you are wearing red pants, I I didn't have time to pull up a uh, a super Halloweeny drink, but I think that this isn't like the most Halloweeny call. So uh, I'm just going to give you a regular delicious cocktail. Um, this is the Red Hook cocktail. It's two ounces of rye whiskey, half an ounce of punta mace or uh, any other sweet vermouth, um, and a quarter to half an ounce of maraschino liqueur. Um, that's where a lot of your sweetness is probably going to come from. So quarter if you have less of a sweet tooth and half if you're more of a sweet tooth. Um so you're going to pour your ingredients into a shaker with a generous handful of ice, stir until well chilled, and strain into a cocktail glass and serve. And that is the Red Hook Cocktail. Nice. Thank you, Benjamin, from Martha's Vineyard. <laughs> <laughs> Rich I, yeah, white I'm, Benjamin. How do you know Martha's Vineyard? You grew up in California, didn't you? I did you? grow up in California. Uh, I've only been one time, but uh, I made sure to go into... Uh, Murray's Toggery, I think the story is called, that the, makes the preppy store. Reds. Sailing preppy, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's like, uh, yeah, it's where you go to get your, your duck pants. Yeah. yeah. I, I, Ben, I, there's, I mean, I appreciate a lot about you as a person, but I probably know more than having the right thing to wear at the right time. Yeah, I gotta, I, I gotta look right when I, when I hit the cape. You know, when you, you know? I like when you go on a cruise, you have a white tux jacket. Because yeah. only heathens don't, <laughs> right? That could be a rental though. You can rent a white tux well, that's for true, a day out. I would never. No. Uh, no, I, I actually got that tux jacket for like fifteen dollars at a at a thrift store in Boston. Just Wait, never... you have a white tux jacket? Yeah, I do. Go put it on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it, it's uh, it's not Halloween yet, Mike. All right, you know it what? Is in my mind. Mike, Mike uh, deserves Mike deserves a little treat. Ben, why don't you treat him? Yeah, come I'll show on. you. I'll show you a wedding <laughs> photo if you want to see it. Um, you got married in a white tux. Oh, I actually man. got married in a black tux, and then I had a costume change. Yeah, he really really did. for the first dance. Yeah, or for your love making. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's traditional. The white right? tux like, a little hole in the middle. Yeah, oh that's, that's traditional. my. That's traditional. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and that's no cummerbund. <laughs> Mike, uh, Mike Sachs, uh, where do people find you online if they want to if they want to get to know more of you? Oh, oh, Mike Sachs dash Mike Sachs dot gov is, is the <laughs> quickest way to find me. <laughs> or you can just type in my name on Google. Okay. On the Google. And uh, is it Mike Sachs on, at, on Twitter? Just at Mike Sachs? Michael B. Sachs. Michael B. Sachs. Okay. It's Sugar Beatty. <laughs> I, I will, I will uh, confirm that. He does have the Sugar Beattiest Twitter account that, uh, yeah. that I can think of. 
Uh, you have a really funny Twitter account, and sometimes you'll post a photograph of television also. Well, you have Photos a, of TV. That's, yeah, that's at Photos one. of TV, that's yes, as well. I don't have a TV anymore, so it's photos <laughs> off the computer now. <laughs> yeah. And I just put a new one up yesterday about people taking dumps on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Martha's Vineyard, actually. They take a lot of dumps on Martha's yeah, Vineyard. Yeah, pull down their Nantucket Reds. And yeah. <laughs> and they let take loose. off their cummerbund and just go for it. Yeah. Let loose. <laughs> Uh, you can follow Chris on Twitter at Chris B. Chicken. And Benjamin at Benjamin R-A-H-R. And you can follow our show at Drink About It. Uh, we're also on Instagram at Let's Drink About It and Facebook at Let's Drink About It. We're on Tumblr, ldai.tumblr.com. And you can go to our website, letsdrinkabout.it, for all of the recipes from today's show and all of our shows. We should thank Graham Walsh and Paul Watling for the music Thanks, and fellas. art. And... Uh, Lizzie Bartelt for running all of our social medias. Lizzie, yeah. where does Lizzie live? Lizzie literally lives like two blocks that way. Good yeah. for Lizzie. Yeah. She does this for free. Yeah, she's, she's uh, she does it out of the kindness yeah. of her heart. What does Lizzie do? What, what's her deal? Uh, she is a uh, a uh, coordinating stock type person at a uh, at a flagship retail uh, environment in Manhattan. So how does she get this gig? That's nice of her to do that. She just, she just volunteered. Lizzie. Yeah, she's the best. She's, she's yeah, great. She's the best. Awesome. Uh, Mike, I just want to say um, one more time. I, I, you are an extraordinarily busy person uh, dealing with an extraordinarily no, busy schedule at the moment and really appreciate you making time for us. Are you kidding? Drinks, free drinks at nine thirty. Yeah. Well, in the Polish area of New that's York. Always, yes, please. Yeah, that's that's hey, open invite, buddy. Open invite. I love this show. I will come back anytime. It's oh, just, that is it, very kind of you. This, to say. this, these weeks are just particularly crazy. Yeah, but yeah. come winter, whatever. I'm here. All right. <laughs> Third host. Um, well, uh, and and uh, I, don't, I hope I'm not speaking out of school here, Mike. And we can edit this out if you want me to. But uh, sounds like there may be a Mike Sachs podcast in in the works. Oh, I heard that. I heard the little uh, tech talk beforehand there, and I was like, hmm, this sounds like a lot of questions may be leading to. Work. Yeah, I was thinking about doing a 30-minute bi-monthly, um, half funny, half serious podcast. Yes. And, well, half ha- half funny is half funny is something that I would hope. People describe our podcast. Yeah. Mm, maybe quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Mother. <laughs> but that's just in the planning stages. Um, Hope that but happens. But I do like to be alone and talk, and um, I do that anyway when I'm alone, so why not in front yes. of us? Yeah, why not, uh, why not save it for posterity? Well, Make it happen, with Mike. that, we will be back at you next week with more life events and more drinks that go perfectly with them. Later, potato. Uh, don't choke on your rum and coke. Thank <laughs> you.